0: My name is Dr. Joshua Nabb. I'm a board-certified clinical psychologist and 21st century Christ follower. Early in life, I experienced overwhelming psychological suffering, which led me down a path of wandering away from the Christian faith in my adolescent years, reminiscent of the lost son in Luke's gospel, returning to my Christian heritage in my early 20s, my own psychotherapy in my mid-20s, and ultimately a life committed to understanding and pursuing psychological and spiritual health as I now head into the middle years of my life. Please join me as we devote each week to better understanding secular and Christian perspectives on mental health and the intersection between psychology and Christianity. Then engage in a 10-minute practice to conclude each episode drawing upon Christian meditation, prayer, and contemplation. Above all else, my aim in this podcast is to journey with fellow Christ followers as well as those who are curious about the rich heritage of Christian psychological and spiritual insights into the human condition, doing so with humility and curiosity as we strive to cultivate Christ-likeness in all we do. Hi, I'm Dr. Joshua Nabb, and welcome to the 49th episode of The Christian Psychologist. In this episode, I'd like to talk about a topic that I believe is incredibly important, for psychological and spiritual health, especially in an increasingly conflict-ridden, contentious society filled with cancel culture, hostility towards one another, and a sense that things are getting worse. The topic for today is hope. Hope has been researched in secular psychology over the last few decades with some interesting findings, which I'd like to unpack in this episode. For Christians, of course, hope is central to the grand narrative of the Bible, We were created in God's image to be in relationship with him and others, yet because of our desire to be like God, not dependent on him, we were estranged from God and banished from the garden. However, this tragedy by no means is the end of the story. Rather, God pursued us and offered us a redemptive plan via the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, which means that Christians are now reconciled to God through our union with Christ and will eventually be face-to-face with God in heaven. Eternity, in other words, offers us hope, given we will be with God forever, worshiping Him and experiencing perfect community with Him and others. So, although secular hope is about the self, Christian hope is about eternity with God, which I'd like to explore in this episode in the context of mental and spiritual health. So to start this podcast, I'd like to ask a few opening questions. What is hope? How can hope help us with our mental and spiritual health? What does research reveal about hope in the context of the secular psychology literature? Are there interventions to actually improve hope? How might Christian hope, especially in the context of eternity with God, be different from secular hope, which tends to focus on the self? What does the Bible say about hope and eternity with God? And lastly, what might classic Christian spiritual writings say about the topic? In terms of some opening quotes on hope, the great novelist Fyodor Dostoevsky once proclaimed, quote, to lie without hope is to cease to live. The Dalai Lama is quoted as saying, quote, I find hope in the darkest of days and focus in the brightest. I do not judge the universe. Another contemporary Buddhist author taught, quote, hope is important because it can make the present less difficult to bear. If we believe that tomorrow will be better, we can bear a hardship today. Turning to Christianity, the Bible mentions hope at length, often placed against the backdrop of eternity and being face-to-face with God eventually in heaven. For example, in Romans 12.12, we read, quote, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer the author of Hebrews explicated, quote, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. As one more scriptural example, in 1 Peter one three, we read, quote, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. The great Christian reformer Martin Luther once declared, quote, Everything that is done in the world is done by hope. Martin Luther King Jr., the great 20th century Christian minister and activist, succinctly said, quote, We must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. Although this is just a short list of quotes, whether secular or religious, the theme is the same. Hope is extremely important in this life, especially in the context of suffering and persevering in the midst of trials, both inner and outer. Before turning to hope in the secular psychology literature, then turning to hope in Christianity, I'd like to tell a personal story. I can still remember the experience. I was sitting across from a middle-aged female who had just attempted to take her own life tragically the day before. She was filled with hopelessness, depression, and overwhelming guilt, having broken up with a boyfriend because she found out he was seeing someone else. Already depressed, this news sent her into a tailspin, given she had been married several times before, with several children who were now grown and estranged. For this woman, her new dating relationship brought her hope for a period of time which she believed was permanently taken away because of this relational dissolution. Staring across her at an inpatient psychiatric hospital with nowhere for her to go because she was on an involuntary hold, we began to talk about her life. Growing up, she had high aspirations, anticipating she would go to college, have a rewarding career, and a stable family after school. Yet this all ended when her parents divorced and she was left to raise herself, given her mother disappeared and father worked long hours to care for her. This led to a drug problem to numb the pain of loneliness and rejection and shame, followed by several unstable and abusive marriages and multiple children who eventually stopped talking to her. Fast forward to this afternoon on a locked unit and she seemed to have lost all hope. Upon talking to her, though, we started to discuss the fact that she had survived so much suffering, and I wondered with her what helped her to persevere in spite of so many adversities. In this moment, I saw a spark in her eye, and she began to talk with me about how she believed God was seeing her through, even though she did not know where he was leading her Although in a moment of desperation and despair she attempted to overdose on pills, she described to me how she always felt God's presence in her life. Over the course of the next half hour or so, we talked about the ways she would hold on to this hope. This hope that God was walking with her, would see her through, and would eventually meet her face to face in heaven. Walking away from this session, I realized, maybe for the first time, just how powerful hope could be even in the midst of low points in life, like being admitted onto an inpatient unit because of depression and despair. So let's now turn to the secular psychology literature to better understand hope, including research on this variable, then pivot towards Christianity to better understand hope that Christians have in God, being face-to-face with him for eternity eventually. So in the last several decades, secular psychologists have theoretically written about and empirically studied the construct of hope. The American Psychological Association's Dictionary of Psychology defines hope as, quote, the expectation that one will have positive experiences or that a potentially threatening or negative situation will not materialize or will ultimately result in a favorable state of affairs. Hope has been characterized in the psychological literature in various ways, including as a character strength and emotion, a component of motivation that's critical to goal attainment, a mechanism that facilitates coping with loss, illness, and other significant stresses, or an integrated combination of these features. Conversely, a loss of hope has been identified in a variety of mental disorders, such as depression. For example, the psychiatrist Aaron Beck, known for developing cognitive therapy for depression, developed the Beck Hopelessness Scale, which correlates with depression and has several main ingredients, such as negative expectations about the future and a loss of motivation in life. In general, one way that hope has been empirically investigated is with the State Hope Scale, which is a highly popular measure cited almost 3,000 times according to Google Scholar. The authors of the scale define hope as, quote, a cognitive set comprising agency, belief in one's capacity to initiate and sustain actions, and pathways, belief in one's capacity to generate routes to reach goals. So in terms of ingredients, there's a personal belief that we can achieve our goals and take action, and a personal belief that we can create successful paths to do so. Individual items on the State hope scale include, quote, if I should find myself in a jam, I could think of many ways to get out of it. Quote, at the the present time, I am energetically pursuing my goals. And, quote, right now, I see myself as being pretty successful. Using a hope scale, researchers have found that hope was negatively correlated with symptoms of depression and anxiety among those with mood disorders, including major depressive disorder and bipolar disorder. Theoretically, this finding makes sense, given that so many diagnoses in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, 5th edition, involve a loss of hope, such as with depression, wherein we look to a hopeless future, or anxiety, wherein we anticipate a dangerous future, or trauma, wherein we expect to be traumatized all over again, like what's happened in the past. So, when we have hope, Believing we can overcome and have a path to do so, we may struggle less with depression, anxiety, trauma, stress, and so forth. In terms of interventions, researchers have developed therapies to cultivate hope across a wide variety of disorders and contexts. For example, authors recently reviewed hope interventions in the context of cancer and found that some were helpful in enhancing hope when targeting the ability to believe in the self, and self-abilities to manage future-oriented feelings, to have a more hopeful perspective that a future does exist, and to have trust and hope in friends and family. Although some of the interventions in the secular psychology literature do have a spiritual component, most seem to be lacking a grounding or anchoring in a world religion, which offers a comprehensive understanding of suffering, the antidote to suffering, the afterlife, a transcendent source, and so forth. So, to summarize, the secular psychology literature has attempted to investigate the construct of hope, which is negatively correlated with depression and anxiety, as well as try to increase hope through hope interventions. Succinctly defined as thoughts that one has the personal ability to achieve goals and the ability to carve out a path to get there, these hope conceptualizations interventions are self-derived, meaning the source of hope is often the self. Yet hope for Christians does not come from the self. Rather, hope comes from understanding an internal perspective with God at the center. Therefore, with this secular understanding of hope in mind, let's now pivot towards a Christian understanding, which includes eternity with God, not reliance upon the self. So, turning to Christianity, Hope is frequently discussed in the Bible, with key passages elucidating that hope that Christians have in God. In Psalm 42.11, we read, quote, put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. And Psalm 119.14, which powerfully states, you are my refuge and my shield. I have put my hope in your word. In Micah, the author declares, But as for me, I watch and hope for the Lord. I wait for God my Savior. My God will hear me. In Isaiah, the author states, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Turning to the New Testament in Romans 15, 13, the Apostle Paul declares, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Hebrews we learn that, quote, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. With the author of Hebrews stating, quote, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. In 1 Peter 1.3, we read, quote, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Overall, these verses spanning the Old and New Testaments of the Bible capture the importance of hope in the Christian life. Yet, different from secular hope, Christians are to put our hope in God, and God's word, the Bible, given God, has revealed himself, his trustworthy promises, and his grand plan, from Genesis to Revelation. Indeed, we know through God's special revelation, Scripture, that he created us to be in relationship with him and others. Yet, we wanted to be like God, not dependent on him, and rebelled against him and rejected his perfect plan. However, the story doesn't end there. Rather, after the fall and our banishment from the garden, God sent his son to redeem those who put their faith in him, and Christians will conquer death like Jesus, which means we will have hope in the life after death. It also means God will eventually restore all things, and we as Christians will eventually worship together in heaven, wherein we will be face-to-face with God forever. In fact, I want to spend the rest of the podcast focusing on what I believe differentiates Christian from secular hope, an eternal perspective. So in terms of hope in the Bible, I'd like to place Christian hope in the context of a New Testament word, a Testament word spelled A-I-O-N-I-O-S in Greek, which is used to capture eternity. According to the New Testament scholar, William Barclay, in New Testament words, he stated that this word is used to reflect, quote, great blessings of the Christian life via Jesus Christ. It is also used to capture the, quote, eternal covenant of which Christ is the mediator, referencing Hebrews 13.20. As another use, it captures, quote, the ultimate destiny of the Christian, which is the, quote, life of God himself. It also captures Christians' eternal redemption and eternal inheritance, drawing upon Hebrews 9.15. And according to Barclay, this word overlaps with hope and salvation. For Barclay, though, the most fitting description of this word is eternal life. This Greek word. As Christians, we have the promise of eternal life, which brings with it great hope, even in the midst of suffering, because our union is with Christ. According to Barclay, quote, If we really believe that God is Father and that God is love, that God cares enough for men to send his Son into the world to die for them, it literally makes all the difference in the world to life for it means that life is in the hands of the love of God. But further, this belief means believing in Jesus is who he claims to be. So to summarize for Christians, hope is salient because of who God is and the eternal life he has given us via our union with Christ. Although we currently live in a fallen, broken world, to be sure, we can have confidence that we have a trustworthy traveling companion, Jesus Christ, who empathizes with our weaknesses, as the writer of Hebrews fittingly declares, and we conquer death, which means that those who believe in him will be raised from the dead too and spend eternity with the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In contrast with secular hope, which is self-derived and ultimately finite and limited, Christian hope is eternal, with Christians looking to God and his special revelation, the Bible, to see who God is, for example, as infinitely loving, wise, powerful, present, and holy, what he has done, and what he will do via his promises and the grand narrative of scripture, wherein we have an ending in mind. In the context of mental health, for for Christians, we acknowledge that we live in a fallen, broken world filled with physical and psychological suffering. So depression, anxiety, trauma, and stress, unfortunately, are a reality. Yet we can place our hope in Jesus Christ, who offers us redemption and a plan. We will eventually be face-to-face with God in heaven for eternity, where there will be no more suffering, and we will worship together in perfect unity. Interestingly, the Puritans devoted, who were devout Christians from several centuries ago, who lived in England and attempted to apply scripture to all of life, they discuss meditating on heaven as one of the most important meditative topics. So, with this in mind, I'd like to conclude the episode by focusing on Puritan meditation, scriptural meditation, which focuses on heaven as our hope, wherein God is inviting us to spend eternity with him. So in this practice, I'd like to invite you to find a quiet environment, free from distractions, setting aside approximately 10 minutes. And to begin, we will be choosing the biblical topic of hope to focus on. Now, say a short prayer asking God to guide you during the practice. And when you're ready, try to shift your focus from preoccupations with earthly things, what the Puritans called earthly-mindedness, to a more heavenly-minded perspective, a more transcendent perspective, letting go of earthly preoccupations and worries that may at times pull you away from God, pull you away from eternity, and pull you away from a more transcendent spiritual perspective. Now, we're going to introduce the passage in Scripture that focuses on the topic of hope and eternity with God. In this particular case, we'll be focusing on Romans fifteen thirteen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Again, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Repeat it with focused, sustained attention. Interiorly, again, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Continuing to... As you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Continuing to repeat it with focused, sustained attention. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, start to move from your head to your heart by experiencing the feeling that corresponds with the hope that you have in God and the expectation that you will spend eternity with Him. As you continue to recite the passage, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And as you're reciting this passage, deeply experience this feeling of hope for a few moments. Sinking into the reality that you have hope in God who you will eventually be with for eternity and the troubles of this age, the troubles of the day, the troubles of this fallen, broken world will pass away as God will eventually restore all things, and you'll be with him for eternity. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And as our time begins to come to a close, deeply experience this feeling of hope. And then commit to taking action by living out this passage, focusing all of your heart and mind on the hope you have in God. And as we conclude, thank God for the time spent with Him and ask Him to help you be hopeful throughout the day, recognizing that He is, is the source. So to conclude this podcast, hope can be extremely beneficial for mental and spiritual health, with secular hope focusing on the self and Christian hope focusing on God and eternity. For Christians, therefore, hope involves focusing on God, who is who He is, His promises, and His grand plan of redemption and restoration. By meditating on the God of hope and his plan of drawing us home to be with him in heaven for eternity, we can learn to pivot from sadness, hopelessness, worry, and so forth to God, knowing that God will see us through. If you like this episode, please share it with others. Consider giving me a good rating on the various podcast platforms, and join me again for another episode of The Christian Psychologist. Thank you.